BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome to Unknown History, a podcast filled with quirky tales from the past. Werner Franz was stocking a cupboard aboard the airship Hindenburg when he heard a loud thud. The airship shuddered violently and gave a sickening roar. Franz looked up and was appalled by what he saw. A massive ball of fire was rushing towards him at high speed. He knew that he would be engulfed by flames. It was Thursday the 6th of May 1937 and the giant Zeppelin airship was in the process of docking at its mooring mast at Lakehurst Naval Air Station in New Jersey. The flight from Frankfurt had taken longer than usual due to strong headwinds in the mid-Atlantic. 14-year-old Franz, a cabin boy, knew the Hindenburg had originally been scheduled to land in mid-morning. But poor weather and thunderstorms had delayed the landing and it was early evening by the time Captain Max Pruss was able to steer the craft towards its docking station. It was to be a flying moor landing, so called because the airship would drop its landing ropes while still in the air and then be winched down to its mooring. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Franz was busily tidying the kitchens as they came into land. At 7.10pm, he heard the signal for landing stations being sounded throughout the airship. Ten minutes later, the radio operator relayed an order from the control car. Six men were needed at the ship's bow. The captain was having difficulty in landing the craft, and it was hoped that the weight of the crew would bring the airship into trim. At 7.17pm, the wind suddenly shifted direction, forcing Captain Pruss to make a sweeping sharp turn. A minute later, he dumped hundreds of tonnes of water ballast because the airship was still too heavy at the stern end. A further four minutes were to pass before it became apparent that something was seriously wrong. Several of the crew noticed that the outer fabric of the craft was fluttering in a strange way. There was also a strange blue discharge that looked like static electricity. And then, quite without warning, all hell broke loose. A massive wall of yellow flame burst from the top fin, ripping through the fabric of the airship. Franz was jolted by the thud and glanced up, only to see the flame advancing towards him. Before he had a chance to react, he was drenched in cold water. 
one of the water ballast tanks above him, had ruptured, sending gallons of water crashing down on him. On the ground, a crowd of spectators had gathered to watch the Hindenburg docking. There were also a number of journalists at the airbase, for this was the first transatlantic passenger flight of the year. Among the journalists was Herbert Morrison, a radio broadcaster for Chicago-based WLS. He was in mid-broadcast when he saw the Hindenburg erupt into a ball of fire. It's burst into flames, he screamed down the microphone, and it's falling, it's crashing, watch it, watch it, get out of the way, get out of the way. His broadcast would later become famous for the sheer drama of his reporting. It's burning and bursting into flames and it's falling on the mooring mast, crashing. It's a terrific crash. It's smoke and it's in flames now and the frame is crashing to the ground. Oh, the humanity. It was a hideous spectacle for the onlookers, but it was far more terrible for Werner Franz and the other people on board. He, along with the 96 passengers and crew, was trapped there was no way out of the burning zeppelin. Franz looked around in desperation and noticed a hatch just in front of him. He couldn't reach it while the ship was hanging at such an angle in the sky, but as the top end began to tilt downwards, he pulled himself towards it. He kicked the hatch out and, as it fell away, he saw the ground rising up towards him. He leapt from the burning airship at great risk of having the blazing thing come down on top of him. Just as he hit the ground, the airship rose up again. Franz ran, ran for his life, and escaped from the wreck at the very moment it crashed back down to the ground. He was extremely lucky to escape. Many of his fellow crew were not so fortunate. When rescue teams finally approached the wreckage, it was discovered that 22 crew and 13 passengers had lost their lives. One of the ground crew was also killed. Yet it was a miracle that 62 people escaped from the burning inferno. The Hindenburg disaster marked the end of travel by airship. The famous Zeppelin was consigned to history. Franz eventually got passage by ship back to Germany, arriving on his 15th birthday. And there he lives to this day, now in his 90s, and the only living survivor of the most spectacular air disaster of the 20th century. Thanks for listening. Tune in to Unknown History on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or quickanddirtytips.com. Plus, leave a review if you're enjoying the show. For more quirky stories, pre-order my new book When Churchill Slaughtered Sheep and Stalin Robbed a Bank from any book retailer. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.